0: Welcome to Freeman on Real Estate, the podcast about the hard facts behind what's going on in real estate. Realtor Mike Freeman of Coldwell Banker, who holds an MBA in finance, draws from his financial background and deep network to bring the most value for anyone looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest. Well, welcome to the inaugural episode of Freeman on Real Estate. My name is David Yaz. I'm the CEO of the Boston Podcast Network, proud producer of Freeman on Real Estate. And uh, as luck would have it, we have the star of the show right here, Mike Freeman. Mike, how are you today? I'm great, Dave. Thank you. So this is exciting. Are you ready to be the next big podcast star? Absolutely. (laughs) So we... We want to talk about certainly what you do, and if you're listening to this, we thank you for tuning in. We guarantee you will learn a little something about what's going on in the real estate market, about Mike's philosophies, and a little bit about Mike himself, and we're going to have some fun along the way. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the latest trends. And before we started recording, Mike, you were telling me how you, I guess, my word, not yours, but a little bit more conservative in predicting the market. Because why? Because it's difficult it's tenuous and it, others make predictions they can't back up or tell me about that
1: yeah i think that's a is a big part of it i think you hit the nail on the head so none of us have crystal balls and none of us really know whether they're real estate economists for 40 years or people who have been in the market and been realtors for a long time nobody knows what's going to happen in the market and so what i like to do is focus on what has happened in the market and what market real estate, what uh, trends are going on right now and are trends different in this local area versus other parts of the state or other parts of the country. So I like to leverage my finance background, look at the data. I let the data tell the story. I don't come in and say, this is what I want the data to say. This is what I want the results to be. This is what my audience is going to hear. Mm -hmm. So I I really focus more on what the data tells us.
0: And what, what is the headline these days as we sit here in 2022? I know that, that that in the last 12 months or so, it's been remarkable how little there is on the markets. I've seen your, your newsletter, your missives that you put out. Mike, give us a glimpse of what's going on in 2022. So what's going on this
1: year, and it seems like every year over the last few, it becomes more and more pronounced. You're right. There's very, very little inventory out there, whether it's single-family homes, condos, rentals, and I'm honest and upfront with my buyers and I tell them that I feel bad that this is a really tough time for you to buy. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to find you something, but it's a tough market and it's going to take some time. And if it's somebody that owns and is looking to sell, what a lot of people are doing is they sell first. And then, yeah. and then, and then they look to buy. They right. they want to have the money in hand, and then they look to buy. So,
0: and is that a mistake? Because what I mean, if you sell and then you look to buy, and there's nothing on the market, then yeah,
1: I mean, it, it really can go either way. A lot of people will say that I'm not going to put my house on the market until I find something. So you, you really do see it both ways. I have a, a few customers right now that it'd be great if we got their their property on the market. And obviously it would work out for me, the sooner we get in the market, the sooner it sells. But I understand where they're coming from, and I'm going to do what's best for my customers, not not what's best for me. So if they say we're going to hold off on that because I think it's going to sell right away, A, they're probably right, and B, there's very little out there. So a lot of them will look to buy something first, and it could take a few months. It could take six months. For some people, it takes more than a year. So when I have people who are only looking to buy – That's where it gets really tough because people feel like I'll put down whatever, I'll pay whatever amount of money it is because I have to get out of the situation, whether they're living in the parents' basement or they just had a baby, but they're living with their parents right now. So that's what's going on right now in 2022. It was going on last year. It was going on in 2020. But like I said, each year it seems to get more and more pronounced. Mm. So... That's really been the trend. And it's nationwide. There's low inventory everywhere. I'll talk to people in other parts of the country and they'll say, oh, you won't believe what's going down on down here in Miami or in Atlanta or in Colorado. And I say it's the same thing here.
0: So how about timing if someone's looking to sell their place? I mean, as you said, it's it's a balancing act, right? Because you have to go someplace else after you, after you sell, unless you have something already lined up, of course. But Given that there is such little inventory, is it pretty simple in telling people now that this could be the peak of what they get for their house within you know a span of a few, obviously 20 years from now you'll get more, but do you, do you tell people this is an opportune time?
1: I do, and I tell them that you may never see this market, we've never seen this market before, and not just since I've been in the business, you can go back 30, 40 years, we've never seen anything like this. So I will tell people that, even though we can't tell the future, we don't have a crystal ball, that we don't know if this is the high point, but we thought the same thing a year ago. We thought, thought the same thing two years ago. So I believe it's the high point of the market. I'm actually selling my own house, but we could all be wrong. You where know? where are you going? That's a good question.
0: <laughs> you might have the same dilemma that many of your clients do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what we'll
1: probably do is we have two kids who are out of – Sharon schools mm. one who's in she's a junior so I think we'll rent for a year and she'll finish her senior year and then we'll we'll reassess and a lot of it is was I right or are other people right and, and again I don't I always it's, what's funny Dave is I always tell my customers mm. don't time the market and you as far as the yeah. stock market the bond market and real estate the same thing applies yet I'm
0: timing the market. <laughs> it's kind of seductive, right? Because you see these these like you said these unprecedented trends, but when I was a financial advisor, I used to give the exact same advice. It's a very similar dynamic. Don't don't try to jump in at the low point, don't try to sell at the high point because it's it's a fool's errand. You get you get caught up by presuming that either you're trying to predict like you say. I mean, people will a lot of people will sell their stocks when after a big dip, presume, presuming that, well, it's bound to keep going. It's bound to dip more. I better get out now. But smart people hang with it because they know you're right out the trends. And I guess similar in real estate.
1: It really is. The only difference in real estate is it's real estate. It's your property. It's usually, unless you're, it's an investment property, it's where you live. And so there are other factors that make it different than having a stock or bond on a piece of paper or what used to be on a piece of paper. I guess it's not anymore. Mm. So if people tell me that it's not a good time for them to do anything because where are they going to go, what I usually say is you're right. And it probably is ideal for somebody who's going to have a big change in lifestyle. Either they're relocating because of their job or they are at the point in life where They want a bigger house. Maybe the kids are a little smaller. Now they're outgrowing their house. They want something bigger. Or on the other end of the spectrum, it's people who are even older than you and me Mm. who are looking to downsize. They don't need the big house anymore. So they're in that opposite end of the spectrum. So usually it's people, usually people looking to sell today are people who are having a lifestyle change. And that is why sometimes in real estate, they can't worry some people can't worry as much about the timing of the market because their life is changing
0: right yeah which is which is has to trump anything going on with the markets it's it's like i used to say as a financial advisor it's like what's going on in the markets well what's going on in your life like are you going to need this money a year from now are you going to be happy in in your case you're going to be happy if you move a year from now two years from now three years from now or or are you doing this on a whim just because of you're your affected by what's going on right now? So. so we are up against the clock a little bit here on episode one of Freeman on Real Estate. But in each episode, what we're going to do is let you know a little bit more about Mike. In this segment, we call More, more About Mike. Mike. And the question here, I'm going to pick it out of a hat. Let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Got it. Okay. That's the hat sound effect. Not very good. <laughs> Dear Mike, what's the best sporting event? you've ever attended in person.
1: So that is a very easy answer. I was fortunate enough that I went to the Super Bowl that was in New Orleans and the Patriots first Super Bowl victory against the Rams. I was fortunate enough to be there with a friend and we had obviously a great time. Who did you go down there with to the Super Bowl? So I went with uh, my buddy Mark who you actually know we've all we all have Kids. Not not
0: Philip Kowski.
1: Yeah. Not Phil- that guy. I don't want to say his last name. <laughs> yeah. Philip Kowski, yeah. you know, we all have sons the same age, the three of us, mm-hmm. and are big sports fans, so I'd only been in Sharon a few years. I didn't know that many people, but so I couldn't tell as many people. There weren't as many people to say, hey, I went to that. Um, But we were interviewed by the Sharon Advocate.
0: Oh, cool. And we
1: were in there, and there was Ty Law and a picture of Ty Law with that big interception that you'll remember. But that's definitely the most memorable, and Mark and I were there, and it took a lot to get that whole trip coordinated. I remember having someone from whatever airline we flew, and I was like, okay, it's probably not going to happen. Don't worry about it. And this guy's like, no, I'm not letting you go. We're going to (laughs) get you to New Orleans. And and then once Vinatieri made that kick, we were one of the last probably couple of hundred Mm. people in the stadium. Mark, like, he, he was so not surprised, but so shocked that it happened. He's like, I got to sit down. I can't go. I can't leave. (laughs) We actually had to have someone ask us to leave. Someone from the the Super Wow,
0: close the joint down. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. No one wanted... It's like you you don't want to leave.
1: Especially the fact that it was in New New Orleans. We actually said the Super Bowl should always be in New Orleans. It's meant for something like this. But to see them win the first time, and we're fortunate enough to be season ticket holders as well. So we saw the thing build throughout the year. Unfortunately, Bledsoe got hurt. Tom mm-hmm. Brady came along. We all know what happened. So yeah. it was great to be there.
0: It was. They were 13 and a half. You, you mentioned when it was in New Orleans. That was actually, I think, the third time they had played the Super Bowl in New Orleans. But of course, they hadn't won any of them. I'm pretty sure they got trounced by the Bears in 85 in New Orleans and then lost to the Packers in 96 in New Orleans. So it was like, eh, here we go again. But Did you when Vinatieri kicked the field goal? Were you uh, confident as he lined up, or were you afraid that the 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 ghosts of Patriot past might rear their ugly head again?
1: And the ghosts of Boston past is just going to be like Bill Buckner. I I was very confident, and I just felt like he's such a good kicker. We're indoors; there's no wind, and I just felt like this is different. And he's going to go out there, and he's going to do it. I just had a very different feeling. Different, yeah. yeah.
0: Kicks that I've ever seen in my life. Here comes one of greater importance if he makes it. And it's right down the pipe. Pat Summerall kind of uh, kind of sedate. Should have been more excited. But man, 1 Super Bowl 36. I still get the chills. Because I remember I was at what was then the Funway in Foxborough, which was a restaurant there. You've probably been there in the past, run by my uncle, Chris Spinazzola. And it was just bedlam in the restaurant, of course, after he hit the field goal. I ran up to my brother and said, you've just witnessed the greatest moment in Boston sports history. Because at the time, I thought it was. I mean, It it definitely was. was. It was all of the, the, the nauseating moments of the past coming around. Anyway... So we hope you enjoyed the inaugural. That's, let's see, we're going to end every episode of this podcast on a high like that. (laughs) So Mike, if people want to get in touch with you and learn more about what you have to offer in terms of the real estate market, how should they do that?
1: So the best way to do that is to call me on my cell. You can call anytime, night, weekends, doesn't matter.
0: 617-759-1513. And how about geography? I know that you're stationed in Sharon, but if people are are interested in surrounding areas, can you handle that as well?
1: Absolutely. I probably do less than half of my business now in Sharon, so it's probably still my number one town. But I've done a lot in Braintree, which doesn't even touch Sharon. As many people know, I have buyers right now. We're buying Wilmington, which is on the North Shore. So I've I've had people in Fall River. So I'll really go pretty far and I want to help my customers wherever it is that they currently live or wherever it is that they want to go. So I can help you out no matter where you want to go in Massachusetts.
0: Very good. Once again, thanks for listening to Freeman on Real Estate, a production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. And we will see you next time.